Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Josh Pugh's Court Heroes. Thanks for listening. My name is Josh Pugh. I'm here with Connor Kent. Hello. Hi, Connor. Thanks for listening. The podcast where we chat to people from I'm different... <laughs> thanks, you said that. thanks for listening as if I'm always... As if I was just listening. You're listening as well, don't you? Yeah, subscribe. Yeah, well, we'll so. get subscribed because you need the numbers up. Struggling. <laughs> Struggling. We really thought we'd be launched bigger than this. Not, I'm listening. Joe's listening. And you're not listening to it. Thanks for listening. Put people at home. Um, the podcast where we, me and Connor... Uh, chat yeah. to people with interesting lives, doing great things, yeah. had great lives. Speaking of great lives, how's your <laughs> week been this week, Connor? Um, yeah, it's been good. Yeah, it's man. always been good, hasn't it? Yeah, I, I always find it funny when I listen to other podcasts. Um, obviously not as good as ours, but um, that everyone is always really good and everything's fine. Yeah, I mean, have you noticed that? It's hard to really, really get into mental, <laughs> mental health chat when you're introing a, a guest. You know, how's your week been? I've been in a bad way. <laughs> a lot of a lot of dark thoughts. Really, uh, really, really alienated myself from my, my family. <laughs> no, I've been good. I've actually been good. I've 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 been good. I, I went through a period where I was very tired. Yeah. Um, but you just got to keep going, ain't you? Do you mean keep, keep? It's tough. It's tough though to just keep on keep on trucking. Yeah, I've never said yeah, that before yeah. in my life. Yeah, pull over actually, have a break. <laughs> That's that is the advice if you are. Is, maybe yeah. some truckers will listen to this. Yeah, don't keep a truck. Is it a, a taco? Hey, a taco? What? Well, you look. It's, I don't know. A taco is when you've been driving, done too many miles, and you legally have to have a break. Oh, I thought you just started listening off a Mexican, Mexican restaurant Mexican food. <laughs> pull over, have a taco. That's what you tell any truck driver. <laughs> um, I just think I just made the assumption that you would assume that. Truck drivers are eating fast food. Well, it's difficult, isn't it, on the on the road? I imagine. <laughs> uh, I've got a friend that's a truck driver. Shout out to my friend DA. He Is that his put, special name? Um, no, it's his initial of his first and second name. I won't say his name out loud. Okay. Um, not out loud. Well, I'm not going to say it. Oh, anyway. Yeah, but um, I, don't, I don't think you should be giving people's full names and professions out. Yeah, fair. you're halfway to having your card cloned, though, aren't you? Yeah, and is he a listener? He will be listening, yeah. He'll be in his cab now, I imagine. Oh, amazing. You know what a cab is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's good. Probably having a... It was, he got I'm, someone in the back. Yeah, just sharing some fajitas. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got one hand on the wheel. Yeah. He's got his ears listening to he's this. He's rolling a fajita like a cigarette in one... <laughs> like a prison cigarette in one hand. Yeah. What's he got in the back? Uh, he's got a bed, actually. Has, he's yeah, got yeah. a bed, little microwave. Um, and he... I don't think he stays over now. Oh, but okay. he used to do through the night and you'd, you'd pop in the cab and he used to watch uh, football on his phone, get his head down nice. and you'd be up driving the next morning. Nice. Strange life, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, my uh, my granddad that I never met was a truck driver. Really? Yeah. You never met him because he was out. <laughs> he was out driving at the time. <laughs> his haulage. And also he was dead before I was born. But, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> right, well... Um, <laughs> Talking about bringing things back from the dead. No, it doesn't really work, does it? No, I think it works. Yeah, yeah. We've got a magician on. <laughs> we've got we've got a magician. That, I mean, that hell of a trick yeah, that is. Yeah, those flowers are great, but yeah. can I, you please bring back my granddad? <laughs> um, <laughs> here, yeah, we've got uh, Alan Alan Hudson on. This is. I feel really feel like we're doing a disservice to the build up for Alan because he is brilliant. He's we, we'll get into it, but he's been on some of the big big TV shows displaying magic. He's like. One of the best magicians in in Britain. Yeah, he's unbelievable. Yeah, he's in the inner magic circle, which is like it's like I, better I than so. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what inner magic circle. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, yeah. Well, we do now because we've got the retrospective. Yeah, is that the right word, Joe? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, Joe's a producer, not a lily. Yeah, but he's got it's, it's not, it's not on. dictionary corner. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So yeah, should we, let, let's get chatting to Alan, eh? He was brilliant. He, he did it over Zoom as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, a lot of magical powers. A lot of magical powers. Yeah. Um, getting on a train and coming down to London was not one of them. But, uh, <laughs> no, he was very kind of us to, to join us. And it was actually the first record we ever did of this, wasn't it? We've done a bit of podcast magicry where we've recorded Alan's episode first because of availability yeah. and put him a bit later on in the series. Yeah, because he's a proper, like... He's just a good episode, and yeah. he's solid. Uh, so yeah, um, what you got? Should we say the magic word? Please, please, yeah. yeah. Right, can you please talk, Come, to us, mate? Please let, please let's listen to yeah. it. <laughs> Alan, can you remember the first magic trick you ever did? I can remember the first magic trick that I saw, and that was at my fifth birthday party. Actually, this does involve the first trick I did as well. So, it, yeah, it's kind of both. So the first trick I saw was this magician came to my fifth birthday party. And it's a bit weird because he was, like, producing loads of, like, you know, sometimes a magician will produce a rabbit or something. Well, he produced, like, chickens and ducks. And they were, like, running all over my front room. And I know, I know like, you have this missed memory when you're five and you think that that really happened. But I've seen him more recently. And that is that is his act. That is what That is what he does. So he was pulling all these like like cockles out and like all sorts, like running around all over the place. But he also did like he sawed my auntie in half. <laughs> and, and and usually a a, a a birthday party, you just expect like a, a man with a, a magic wand that falls to bits yeah. or something, right? Uh, uh, but 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 he like got like this full on box and sawed my auntie <laughs> in half, and I started crying because. A man had come into the front room and thrown some chickens around, and then and then took a big saw out and sort sort of a family member in too. I, I, I and feel then, like that guy's got one got one gear, and he's he's doing his set <laughs> no matter what the audience, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was touring with Ken Dodd actually, so that was like, you know, like he was like doing that like to adult audiences, but yeah, five year olds. Don't matter, I'll just, yeah, exactly, do the same thing. Uh, but then he did, like, a, a better thing for me, which was he gave me this pan, and he, he said I had to go outside and find some coal and some sawdust, uh, which, luckily, you know, I'm in the north, so we had, like, you know, all that all that stuff <laughs> readily available. And I, and I put it in this pan, and then he set it on fire, and then he made a birthday cake appear. Well, apparently I did. You know, I had to wave my hand, and I made this, made this birthday cake appear, and then, so essentially, that was like the first trick that I thought I did. Wow. And, and then when I really did magic, you know, like myself, it was like doing card tricks at school to try and impress the girls and that. <laughs> That's uh, he, he, it cl- it a... It clearly doesn't work. <laughs> but he, he's obviously like, like knowing what you know now, he's good, right? He's a, he's a good good magician, that guy. Well, yeah, it, there's always there's always a de- there's, uh, how would you define a good magician? That's the that's the thing. You know, is it someone that can do tricks, or is it someone that's got the whole package with the presentation and and and, know, and pit, pitching the right tricks for the right audience? Maybe. So you know, maybe you know, maybe he's not so good in that that field. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I mean, not sure. yeah, producing livestock. It's it's impressive, but is is it the is it the thing to do at a birthday party? What's the first magic trick you saw, Connor? Can you can you remember seeing a magician young? I I think um, I was probably about four or five years old, and I remember I, I was at like that play school, and one of the dads showed me the you know where you do the thumb is that would you consider it a magic trick, <laughs> Alan? You know where they do the thumb? I mean, for the th- this is just audio, right? Yeah, this is yeah, not visual yeah, so because because what? I mean, even visually, it's not it's not incredible. <laughs> Yeah, I, the, the, it was. I was going to say I could see it, and it was the worst version of that trick uh, I've ever seen in my life. Colin, no offence. But even I remember the the coin beyond the ear. My grandma used to do the coin oh, for yeah. fifty p from beyond your ear. Genuinely, yeah. as a kid, that is like it's impressive. I suppose that's the most basic. That is sleight of hand, isn't it? It is the most basic. It's a trick, isn't it? That is a magic trick. Yeah, and another one my uncle used to do was t- uh, two like little walnuts. Uh, well, he's supposed to have. He's supposed to have had one. And then he would go like it's in my hand, and then he would like wiggle his both his hands in fist, and then it would jump to the other hand. Yeah. And then he closed his hand again, and open my other hand, and says it's now over there. And when, when I was five, I thought I was like the best trick in the world. I, I think I don't, you tell me. So that is like that's amazing, and that's like an e- easy trick to do. The next tricks that I think are easy, and some people can do, are like you know like the the mathsy ones, like the maths tricks. Like it can be with a deck of cards or. They'll ask you to take numbers away, and it's it's not really a trick. It's just like a. Do you know what I'm talking about there, Alan? Like the it's just like a maths exercise. Yeah, there's basically. some like 
yeah. There's, there's some that are called self-working card tricks. That's it. And, I mean, the, 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 clue, the clue is in the title there. Uh, they, I don't need to explain that too much. Uh, but basically, as a magician, you have to do very little uh, sleight of hand in those. Yeah. Uh, they basically just work. So, like, you might have three piles of seven cards, and you go, think of a card in that pile, and then you, as long as you collect them all up in the, in the way that you're supposed to deal them out again in, in other piles your card always ends up in the same position. Yeah. So it doesn't matter which one they think of. And anyone can do it. Like I could teach you how to do it in like 20 seconds. Yeah. And then and then you've got that trick forevermore to um, to bore people with. Or, <laughs> had, um... or you could just get yourself a personality and then you don't need that card trick. <laughs> I don't, I don't uh, so know if... You can, um, you can do that instead. I, I don't know within the magic circle whether this is a big resource, Alan, but I had a, a book when I was a kid, Stephen Mulhern's Magic. I don't know if you've read it. <laughs> Um, he's, was, he's a big player in the magic world. Yeah, he's I, he's like he's what he's one of the grand wizards actually. What, yeah. One of his tricks was you had to get polos in your mouth, like break some polos up, put them in your mouth. Then you'd walk into a door frame and let <laughs> let the polos fall out of your mouth, and your friends and family think you've knocked all your teeth out. <laughs> <laughs> but that that, that feeling, I, I mean, I I can remember the. I, I used to watch um I had all David Blaine's videos, VHS, and it was um he, he kind of like your persona's so it's such a big thing in magic and he's kind of he was kind of this aloof American guy. And I, I I loved it. I remember I watched them all the time and that's at a point where you don't really understand it. You you think he's got magical powers and there's adults that actually think magicians have got magical powers. That's a thing, Aaron, isn't it? Pete, there's there's people that think that. It is, it, it really is like, like, I don't know if you, I don't really know how old you are, but like, in, like when, when Yuri Geller came out, the whole country used to believe in Yuri Geller. Mm. So like when, when he was like bending spoons and making watches stop and start on, on Parkinson and all that stuff, people genuinely believed it. And there was a, what, like he was still doing things like where he would move the foot, uh, every, everyone concentrate on the football, I'm going to make, make it move off the penalty spot or something like that. And you go, well, like everyone tried to do it. It was on the front. It made the front page of the Sun newspaper. So, like everyone did. But I think now with the internet, it's all changed because you know people believe like nothing now, don't they? Because mm. like it, you know, anytime you do a trick now, like often people say to me, they go, "I'm going to Google that later on." Right? So yeah, <laughs> like so now I think the things have very much changed. But but Blaine was just pre-internet as well. So I I remember like at the time people were going crazy over it and and he spawned like a million magicians really all doing the same sort of stuff because it was so strong and powerful what he was doing because before that it was Paul Daniels yeah. and he was more hey uh, he was uh, you know like a, a good magician but 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 very light hearted people didn't really buy into him whereas with Blaine you're right he was like moody and he would do a trick and then just like walk off. So yeah. people thought like, yeah. it must it, it must it must be for real. Turns out it just didn't have any comedy patter. That's, yeah. that's what was really going on there. <laughs> What's like the worst magic audience? Is it like somebody that's just trying to guess it? Is like an ego they won't play along? Or are they actually quite helpful? Can they be can they be easily distracted because of do you know what I mean? Yeah, it is. It like I can't really blame them though, because I think one of the reasons I'm in magic is because I was that guy. I wanted to know how yeah, it was all yeah. done. So, but so I, I'm the guy that watches a, a magic trick going, uh huh, okay, right, okay, uh, because I, I'm I've got this sort of rolodex in my head of various methods, and if it's not a method that I know, like I'm instantly trying to work out how it was done. So, so they're a terrible audience, but that is me as well. And I, I went to see Harry Potter, right? So you know the player Harry Potter that's in the West End, and uh, there's magic in that, and there's a point where. There's like Harry, Hermione, and Ron. They put these um, like hoods over the head, and in the middle of the stage, they vanish and they come on from the side of the stage. And for the next five minutes, I wasn't even watching the story. Yeah. I was just going, <laughs> how, the, "How did they do that? Like that's blown me away." That like going going because I know how, I know how all these things are done. And I go, "I can't wait this one out." And I go, "It can't be twins because Michelle Gale was one of them, and she ain't got a twin, right?" <laughs> and then. Um, I go, so it can't be that. And then, and then I realized what they did is they tricked me with the hoods. And I won't say how it's done, but in a magic act, if you ever put a hood up, 
Yeah. I'm all, I'm all, you know, the little radar's up. Like I'm, I'm already two steps ahead of what's going to happen. Yeah. Right? Because I go, right. There's no, there's no other reason this magician's all of a sudden decided to, to wear a hoodie, yeah. right. In the, in the middle of his acts for no reason. Right. Yeah. My, the, the, my little spy, my little spidey senses are on, on full alert at that point. But, but in Harry Potter, like they've got them the whole time, haven't they? Like they've mm-hmm. got those like capes and stuff in, in Hogwarts. So when they put them up, I wasn't expecting anything. And then so I had to sort of work backwards about a minute in my head. And then I don't know what happened after that, to be honest, because I was too busy thinking <laughs> about that. When did you sort of realise that this could be something that's like a, a career f- for you? Well, it was when I started making money from it. Like, yeah. like, and, that, and that was um, yeah. like... It, it's so weird, like the comedy circuit and the magic thing is so different because with, like I, I started making money from magic when I was like 15 because I could do kids' birthday parties. Yeah. So like I didn't have like, I didn't have like the cockerels and the ducks <laughs> and all that, but you know, I had, I had a magic wand that fell to bits and that was enough, turns out. So you didn't, <laughs> you didn't need all the other shit, right? You just had a magic wand that falls to bits and a little cardboard rabbit that sort of pops up and down and then a, a handkerchief that could vanish in your hand and, and do that and a couple of bits and then uh yeah so I, like when, when i was 15 i st- started getting hired to do like kids birthday parties and then i started getting into doing like table magic at restaurants and and things like that and so you can do that there's it's a very low barrier to entry and and you know on the comedy circuit like it takes you ages to even get a paid gig doesn't it like it takes you like like well it you know could, could be years for yeah. some people. Or... What's like the worst gig for for a magician? Something you get to a certain point when you're just like, I'm not doing that anymore. That is, I don't know, like so. Like hol- holiday parks are pretty bad because it's supposed to be a family audience, but quite often what happens is they just send all the kids down the front mm. because the adults want to drink beer and go, hey kids, there's a magician on. It's a magician. On. Go go down to the front, and then the kids are on their own. And then, so they just end up giving you shit. Uh, yeah, that's that's not a nice gig. Hey, Owen, have you got like, um, what would you be known for in the magic world? You know, like, um, like, like Beckham, he, he, he was he could cross it in. That was his thing. What's what's Aaron Hudson's? What's your thing? What what would you be known for? So the, there's a thing that magicians do, which is like hack lines. So you know, like, uh, I I guess it, in in comedy, it, it's all the sort of like hacky lines that just everyone does. And in, in, in magic, there's very much the same thing. Uh, they're sort of hack comedy lines, like saying, hey, hold out your hand. No, the clean one. I like it. Thanks very much. Uh, and uh, no, so I, I, I'm kind of known for not doing any of that. So that's one of my things is that I tend to do orig- original tricks and original fun- funny, I'll say, I'll say it, funny <laughs> lines, right? Original tricks and original funny lines. And I guess that's what, yeah, people know before. That's the thing that often people say to me. They say, what? And they seem surprised as well. Because I <laughs> you'd think that's just like a given, right? But but people always say, like magicians always say to me, do you just your act? Like, you, do, you don't do any um, hack lines, do you? And have you had any no. nicked? And, and what's the rules on that? Could somebody take, or be, would it, no, no, that's Alan's thing, you can't. Yeah, they, they do. And yeah, they have done a few times. There's a guy in Canada uh, recently took my trick. And it's, see, uh, the trick that I did, with this is an old trick that I'd re- changed. So, and you're allowed to do that as long as you change it and, and stuff. But what he did is he took the routine. So he took all of my original lines and did it word for word. Uh, and then, so I put it, I put it on the internet and then loads of people um, commented on it and got in touch with him and stuff like that. And so he, you know, he said he'd stop doing it eventually, but who knows? Yeah. I'm speaking of, um, you know the, these hack lines, and because because the thing with hack lines, same in the comedy, they 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 work, and that the hack was a bit to yes. the audience. You know, it's mm-hmm. and I, I went um I went to Mexico on my honeymoon, and all the staff, you know, when they interact with the tourists, they all have the they all have the same joke, and like every every right. every coach driver every holiday, we have to do this joke, and I'm, I'm going to do the voice. They'd say um, <laughs> my what? No, what is it? Wait, no. <laughs> it's it's like not my house. Me, me casa, su casa. My tequila, su tequila. And my wife is your wife. 
and they'd all do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the joke, and they'd all do it. And right. one guy, he right. just left it like way too long. He was like, <laughs> and my wife is. <laughs> Your wife? No, no, no. And then you're asking for tips. Then well, you're not getting tips for that. You got to nail the. But, but they, they're great to have up your sleeve, and you can see why these things over the years. They're like a little bit of a get out of jail thing, aren't they? Sometimes, if you're having a, a ropey one. Yeah, there is. But but the thing with magic is often you can buy a routine with the trick, right? So magicians sell tricks to each other. So you might invent a trick and then you sell it to a bunch of other magicians. And magicians don't just want like the how to do it. They want to know what to say as well. So what happens is that magicians all end up saying the same stuff because because they bought, they bought the trick and they don't, they don't try and do it in a different way or put anything original into it. They just read, they read it and they go, oh, this is what I say. So there's like a famous trick where you have a, a deck of cards and one turns over in the deck. And the, the premise is that someone's got an invisible deck of cards and you hand it to them and you say, take, uh, take out the deck uh, and give the, uh, give the cards a little shuffle, right? And all this sort of thing, uh, invisibly, right? All invisible. And then take out a card, turn it over, put it back. And there's lots of gags with that. Lots of, as you can imagine, lots of, I'm, I'm pretending to shuffle the cards here, lots of uh, wanking yeah, uh, gags exactly. as you're shuffling the cards yeah. invisibly and lots of, uh, you've done nothing wrong because it's invisible. Connor's cracking up at this one. <laughs> yeah, stuff, yeah, right? He's absolutely he's gone here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I should have done, I should, I just done this. <laughs> Connor had loved it. God, oh. um, and um, yeah, but but you, you you see one person do that, and you go, oh, that's all right. And then you see like another ten magicians do it, and you go, oh, they've all read the same instructions. Yeah. So. Like, can, can you imagine doing that with a comedy routine? Going, oh, right, yeah, I bought the comedy routine about night buses. Brilliant. Uh, and then, and then, like, you have, like, ten comedians yeah. in a row all doing the, uh, the, the the night bus routine. What what would you be, Connor, if you were a magician, what would your vibe be? Are you close-up? Are you illusion? Are you... Uh, uh, do you know what I really love is Darren Brown stuff. Would you consider yeah. that magic? Yeah, 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 yes. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so I think... You're quite manipulative, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. Co- coercive. <laughs> No, I could, yeah, kind of like what, like the big stuff, like yeah, the big... just like stuff that just really like fucks with your mind, and <clears throat> you know when the, the you, you see that shot of the theatre full of people, and that some people are half stood up and they look like you know <laughs> like they're not quite present anymore. Yeah, you only look long term psychological. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Alan, how does he get that sort of effect on an audience? Uh, well, I, I mean, if if I knew that, I'd be Darren Brown, wouldn't I? <laughs> like, uh... To, to be fair, he's a lot better than me. And, and if you could have had him on, on this podcast rather than me, I'm sure you would have done. Uh, but because uh, he's, he's the best one, isn't he? he? I think he's like the greatest of all time, Darren. Is, is, is he? He's oh, yeah, is that, is that how yeah. he's considered? He's not, because sometimes these people, they get to the, the top and it's it's a combination of a bit of marketing, a bit of being sellable, and, but he's he's legit top, he's one of the top guys. Yeah, so like in, in comedy, who who are you thinking about? Like someone that's got to the top and is not actually that good. Wow, was, were you thinking of somebody there? <laughs> no, I wasn't. Th- but I just in any any industry, I'm I'm a big boxing fan. It happens a lot in boxing. People get fast tracked right. because they 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 look a certain way or they represent a certain thing. Um, and like a lot of Olympians, if you win a, you know, you kind of go an easier route and all that stuff. So it's interesting. Uh, it's like, it might, right. must happen in music all the time. If someone's sellable, they might not be the best m- m- uh, musician in the world, but if people will buy what they're selling, you know. But he's a legit. Yeah, I, I think it magic actually. M- most of them are m- like there's yeah. M- most magicians that reach the top are are the best at what they do. Like David Blaine is amazing. Like, wow, he's, he's got he's, he's got a show in Vegas and it, it does like, in- like incredible stuff. And Darren Brown, I think is yeah possibly the greatest of all time. Um, like David Copperfield, like was the greatest. Is he's been doing a show a long time now and. Yeah. Mix it up. I'll be on. I'll be. On, I'll, I'll be honest. It's a good show, but I'm not sure he's in the room when he's doing it. Do you, do you ever have a moment? Because you are like, legitimately, you know, you you know, you're in the top. Of what you do, you're in the top people in the, in the world. You're like in the, the 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 inner magic circle. That that's that must feel amazing. You must have a, the odd moment now and again when you think. I've done all right here. This is this is great. Yeah, it's weird, it's weird, isn't it? You reach a milestone in anything where you go. Like as a kid, you always sort of want that 
thing. And I've heard, you know, I, I, I read in a magic book when I was getting into magic about this place called the Magic Castle in Hollywood. And I also heard about the Magic Circle in London. And as a kid, my thing was, at one point in my life, I'm going to go there, right? I'm going to go to the Magic Circle. I'm going to go to the Magic Castle. And then, like, years on, I now, like, perform at this place called the Magic Castle, which is in Hollywood, and it's wow. right behind where they do the Oscars in the Kodak Theatre. And it's right on, like, you know where the stars are on the pavement? Like, yeah. there's, there's, like, a sort of, you go up the hill a little bit, and there's this big actual castle, and it's, like, the mecca of, of magic. And then, and I do shows there. And then that's like a real, like it's a real weird one when you're there. Yeah, and then yeah, and then when I got when, when I got the thing for like the inner magic circle, like you just go, oh my god, like I just wanted to be, I just wanted to visit it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, I just, I just wanted to go there once, like that, <laughs> as a kid. But but then what happens is you change your goals. I think so. Once once you sort of get to a thing, you go, well, yeah, yeah, I've got that. But now, what's the next thing? Like, wh- where can I go now? So now I'm going, like, how do I get a show in Vegas? Yeah. Like, how do I do that? Like, or, and then I'm sure if you get a show in Vegas, you go, yeah, that's good. But, you know, how do you get the next thing? What's what's the next level? I think you're always doing that, right? So, like, you, you must do that with, like, with with your things. Yeah. Uh, it, like, no, Josh, I, like, you, you, get, you, get, you get TV things. Maybe you go, oh, I really want to get on a panel show. Or, like, would I lie to you? Or something like that. And then you get on that. And then you go, how do I get on? QI or yeah. whatever the whatever the right order yeah. is, you know, How whatever your on, personal. Uh, Mel Gedroch is unforgivable. <laughs> yeah, sure. No, no. But you get, you get, <laughs> you get. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that's the that's the big. I mean, you've done totally, the biggie, right? And it's but it's quite. I, I'm, I mean, I'm sure this happens all the time. It's 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 scary how quick the art goes from <clears throat> this is incredible, it's so exciting mm. to being oh this is good to being. It's a bit of a chore, actually, going into this bloody Vegas show. Like, yeah. Uh, two, three weeks into a Vegas show, Alan, you'd be like, oh, this is... I'm knackered, yeah. The trajectory of loving it to wanting the next thing is... is it's scarily short, isn't it? That arc of, you know, it's... it's, it's yeah, it's a it is. So, I, so I, I did, like, loads of things. So I, I started off doing kids' parties, and when I was doing that, loved it for a bit, and then obviously grew to hate it, and then started doing close-up magic in restaurants and then at weddings and corporate events and go, oh, this is the life. I'm just doing magic for, for adults at these things. This is great. And then hated that. And then started doing corporate events, doing like the after dinner shows and mm. then sort of started to resent that. And then like, it, yeah, it doesn't matter what you do. And then like, I've done some like, I've done a, a few TV spots now. So I, I've just been to America's Got Talent, right? And did that. And it very quickly, like from going, oh my God, I'm doing America's Got Talent, which is possibly one of the biggest TV shows in the world. Like getting out there, it was a real pain in the ass to film. <laughs> like you sat, you sat there and you're going, "Oh man, this is this is boring and this is tough." Like so, like I could see kids in the day. There's like dancing kids in the daytime, right? So we all had to get there at half eight. These like these little girls were up on the stage, you know, where it's all it says, "America's Got Talent" in the back room, and you can see all the people in costume and and stuff. And then there were all these kids were like dancing really hyper. They were not doing that at ten o'clock at night when they've been there for for twelve yeah. hours and yeah and and tired and hungry and stuff like that. So like even even amongst in a day it can it it can yeah you you have uh, you've gone a roller coaster. You know the so what is the magic circle, Aaron? And can, and can we go there? Is it a premises? It is a premises. Yeah, it's in it's in Houston. Uh, right, it's right behind the train station and. There's like a, a really cool spiral staircase as you go in. It's got a theatre and it's got a like a club is this, room. Is this real? And this this is all legit. Yeah, I'm not. Been, yeah. You have you? Yeah, Alan, yeah. Alan, Alan and Kat t- took me there. Yes, you did. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, Genuinely. Connor's been. You, you know, Amazing. I honestly thought the Magic Circle was like like the Masons. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think it was. A, I just thought it was just something you're in, and it's not like a, right. I didn't know it was an actual place. Is it got like is it like free teas and coffees and that when you're in? <laughs> <laughs> it, could, could you just go? You know, could you just go there any time, Aaron? And like, well, well, I can't. I can't. I'm, I'm in the inner magic circle, so um, you know, I've got I've got the key to the door basically, uh, wow. so I, I can get in. But That's... but you're you're a muggle, Josh, so you you won't be able to like so get in. Unless, I would have to be into. Uh... Would you have to sign me in or something? Or... <laughs> well, well, there's a special way that you can get in. And that is uh, by um, paying twenty five quid 
and uh, <laughs> uh, go to see one of the shows. Generally, I don't, I don't think I don't think the general public know it's a, it's a place. Yeah, no, I didn't. I, I didn't yeah. know it was an actual building until yeah. Alan and Kat had really kindly invited me to come along to it. And and what's what's the benefits of you being in that? Is it just a, a big stamp for approval that you're one of the top guys? Well, uh, so what, it, I'm inter- actual... what, what, what I'm interested in is what what do you think what do you think I might get from it? Because have you have you got something in your head where you go? Oh. <laughs> I'm thinking, is it like do you get like a, a gold wand or something like a special <laughs> yeah, gold wand? Like, um, the... <laughs> are you some kind of get some kind of title like a like a not wizard but like. <laughs> Definitely a wizard. Grandmaster of. Do you know what I mean? Are you like. No, that's, that's Stephen Mulhern. Stephen Mulhern's the Grandmaster. You can't take over his, his title. Actually, he got he got thrown out of the Magic Circle. Did he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he gave away. In fact, it might have been the, the thing that you got. Like, he, he either did a magic set or a magic book or something, and then he got thrown out of the Magic Circle. Wow. And he's, on the way out, his, his teeth fell out. He, he, <laughs> yeah, it's stuff like this, Stephen. That's why you're not allowed. Can, and can you get kicked out for like, is it just for revealing the secrets? Is that the biggest, is that rule number one? Is don't give the secrets? Yeah, that, that's, yeah. That, that, is the bi- that is the big rule, yeah. Yeah, yeah don't give away the secrets. So it, it's really like a club that you can, like they, they open it up for members on a Monday night and everyone gets together and then we, you know, we swap tricks and chat about magic. And I'll be honest, it's mainly gossiping about other magicians. Amazing. That's that, like, let, you know. Are in other countries? Is there one in Vegas and that, is it just the Houston one? Is that the only one? That it, Well, it's the only one called the Magic Circle and then, and that is members worldwide as well. So there is members from like, I think David Copperfield's a member and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I think people from other countries are members. Um, but there are some other magic clubs in other areas. For instance, there is a whole magician's circle as well. So in in Hull, there's like a, a little magic circle. Like it's not the magic circle; it's like the whole magicians circle. Yeah. And often they have to have like a different name. It's just a Facebook so, page, that. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, and that's that's usually like amateur magicians that meet and like every couple of weeks are in a room above a pub somewhere, like and they they swap tricks, which is good. You know, if you're an amateur magician, yeah. it's like a you can you can hang out with. It means you can discuss tricks. So. So, you know, because let's be honest, nobody else is really that interested in in watching 20 car tricks in a row. And your your wife is a magician. Yeah, so like but she she didn't do magic until she met me. So basically what she did was uh we when we got together, she started coming to my gigs and then she started setting up all the tricks. And then she started going, Oh, this is easy. You just do this, <laughs> uh, and then uh, and then I had to do a gig once, and it was a it was for a corporate do, and they basically said we haven't got any more money, but have you got like a new magician that wants to practice because we've got all these extra people to do a bit? It was like walk around close up magic. They said, have you got like a somebody else that wants to do it? And uh, I said, not really, but and I went, oh, hang on, maybe maybe cat like would do this for a laugh because it's only for half an hour and she's coming anyway. And she knows some tricks, and then uh, and she did it, and they all loved her. They were all saying at the end, "Oh, she was she was fantastic. She was like she was like the best one." Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. So she's she, yeah. She just kind of fell into it really by doing that. This this is a question I love to ask people: Have you ever been close to jacking in, Alan? You ever thought, "Fuck this, it's too hard. I'm not getting anywhere." Have you ever been close? Is it if your is your love for magic ever waned, and how did you get out of it? Yeah, it's a good question. I ca- I can't remember how I got out of it actually, but. That happens regularly, but not to the point of genuinely getting out of it. But there is, I think whenever you're in a sort of job, in an entertainment job, you always go through a period where you you want a proper job for a bit. Like you just go, you sort of go, oh, wouldn't it be great to have a nine to five and just know where I am every week and then finish at four or five o'clock and I just have the nights off and then stuff like that. And then, and then, I think you go for a little period of that and then go, no, what the fuck am I talking about? Of course it wouldn't be shit. Like, because you know that w- what would happen is you would get into that and you might like it for a bit, but yeah. then, as we said earlier, that the interest with that would just be go down again. And also, I've got to a point now, I'm, I'm nearly 50 now, I've never had a boss. I, I can't have a boss. Yeah. Like, so... <laughs> you do become unemployable after a bit, I imagine. I always think that, they go, 
So, so yeah, Mr. Hudson, uh, let's have a look at you. I mean, basically, it looks like I've been in prison for the last 30 years. Do you know what I mean? You go, you go and, and a job, you go, what, what, you've been doing card tricks, have you? Yeah, 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 pull, pull the other one. You're gone. Where, where, where have you really been? Where, why are you off the radar? Uh, yeah. There's a, when I did my work experience, actually, there was a, there was a guy that did magic. He was, really, he was in my mind, my muggle mind, he was, he was really good. And he, like, um, it, there's something magic about just knowing a couple of magic tricks, you know, just a couple of card tricks, so I your sleeve. To, by the time you get to being a granddad, just something, just to, it's nice, it's, it's nice, isn't it? That's a nice thing to be able to just have a bit, a bit of a party trick, just to. Yeah, I think it is. Did, did you used to do a couple of magic tricks? When, when when I was a kid, I well, I just had the Stephen Mulhern um, set. Um, oh, another one he used to did. It's all around personal injuries. <laughs> another one he used to do. You, you know, like the plastic cups, and he used to hold it in one and say, "I've got the plastic cup hidden in my left hand." I don't know. If, am I allowed to reveal that? I, I can reveal this. Um, <laughs> I had the plastic cup in my left hand. I then go up to a family member, shake their hand with my right hand. As I do, I crunch. The plastic cup in my left hand. They think they've crushed every bone in my little hand. Nice. He's got a morbid guy in his demo. He's quite a <laughs> smiley guy on the TV. He's got his... Quite... Yeah, he, he, he doesn't do that on Family Fortunes, does he? Like, <laughs> he does. Uh, he, sorry, he's not even on Family Fortunes, is he? That was... No, like, he's... He's, um, catchphrase. he's catchphrase. He's catchphrase. Yeah. He's catchphrase, yeah. yeah. I couldn't let that go because that would be bothering me afterwards. No, you're right. You'd be, like, you'd you'd be, 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 I'll be, be, be going to bed tonight and be going... Oh, Josh and Connor think I'm a right knobber. They think they think <laughs> in the magic circle, <laughs> <a> family fortune. <laughs> when I was growing up, like my great granddad always had like the the magic books on the on like the side, and he would always have like a new trick for us whenever we visit. He lived in Lincoln, so we'd only ever see him for summer holidays and stuff. And he'd always have a a new trick to show us. And there was one time where he had a, had a quid on like his table, and he did this over the top of the quid and then the quid was gone and then he said go and check under the he had like an ornament of a lion and he said go and check underneath the lion and he picked it up and the quid was there I don't want to say how did he do that because it feels like he, he probably just put the quid there before we arrived but it, sometimes it, it, it genuinely <laughs> genuinely like we checked beforehand and it and it was there like I, like I genuinely don't have any idea at all like how it, how he did that um, do you know can you help I, me? I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't. I don't want to say how did he do that, but how did he do that? That's really what you're asking. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's the reason you got me on because it's been bothering you yeah, for, yeah. for years. You go, oh, what we'll 20, do is well, twenty years or so. Yeah, I'll, I'll get. I'll get into comedy. I'll start a podcast, and then I'll finally be able to to ask somebody that question <laughs> as to as to how that quid got under the lion. It was really uh, yeah. good. He did another I, one as well where he had a cup and he would bang the cup and the cup would be bang the cup into the table and then it'd be gone. Wow. That's did it go That's, through the table? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would go through the table. So he would put the Yeah, through the, the table. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. They want to ask about the coin. Yeah, the coin. Not the not the two so I, objects yeah. going through each other. <laughs> How he made one pound coin disappear. And move to a, underneath the line. So what's what's good about magic as well is people have a mismemory of what actually happened. Yeah. So you then just pretended there was a coin and you you just kind of waved your hand over the top of it and then it disappeared. That first of all, that might not have happened. Mm. Like that's just how you remember it happening. Oh, okay. And 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 magicians use this to their, their advantage actually because there's a there's a trick where so there's two tricks right one where you put a card in the deck and then you do wave your hand over it and the card just kind of shoots out a little bit, like mm. like just just comes out of the deck. And there's another trick where uh, a magician throws the pack of cards up and uh, their card sticks to the ceiling, right? And then I, I, I know those two different tricks and somebody came to me, went to did a gig and said, oh, we had a magician last week or a couple of weeks ago. He did this amazing thing. He put the deck of cards on the floor. And I thought, I know what he's going to say. Right. He said, he waved his hand over the top. But yeah, got this. I know, I know what's coming. I know what's coming. He said, and then the card slid out. It went up the wall and then landed on the ceiling. <laughs> right. He went, can you do that one? And I was like, right. No, no, I can't. And I didn't say this, but I thought, and, and neither can he. he. He wishes, he wishes he could do that yeah. trick. But, but what's happened there is you've you've me- remembered two tricks and then 
you've probably told that story a few times to your mates what's happened and then like you've started to believe it in your head about that is what happened so when he when he waved his hand i'm not saying was it your granddad did you say my great granddad it was yeah are you sure about that or you if you, you I'm <laughs> definitely <laughs> yeah. like that was yeah definitely my great granddad i mean i'm not saying it didn't just wave his hand over the top and it disappeared but that's probably not what happened there, there might be little bits that you've misremembered in that so yeah. So you're just going to leave it like that? You're not going to say how we did it? <laughs> um, but, so, Alex, so I, I think, right, we're, we're, with Magic, right, so you, once you've you've got a card that you want me to pick, for example, out the deck, is that fair? Okay. Is, that, is that something that happens? You you Yeah. You say pick a card, but it's not really a free choice. You're doing something to make me pick a certain card. Once you've done yeah. that, the reveal can be literally anything you want. You, you can shave yes. it into your own chest if you wanted to. Couldn't you? It's not really. It's about the first bit, isn't it? Yeah, but not not always because sometimes it is a free choice. Wow! So like sometimes it gen- sometimes it genuinely is. So I could like give you the deck of cards and say to you, "This is terrible for a podcast." But let, let's say I gave you a deck of cards, right, and you picked one out, and then uh, what what card did you pick out the deck? Four of Hearts. I was thinking of that one. That's insane. <laughs> That is insane. Yeah. That is. Have you done something to us? Right, I've done. I've done some Darren Brown shit on you. Yeah. So look, uh, look. Here's the weird thing. This deck of cards has only got one card uh, turned over the other way to all the others, and that card is the Four of Hearts. This is insane. You, but you've just done that in the space of what two seconds? Yeah. So, so not- basically, what I'm saying, what, what I'm saying <laughs> is, I, I didn't make you pick that card. That was coincidence that you got that. But it's yeah, but it's not yeah. Yeah, but that is great. That, that is so basic. I'm, it, I'm blown away though. That is. That is. I mean, even if, for example, like I was just thinking, how would I do that? Yeah. If I had all fifty-two lined up in front of me, and then I was waiting for Alan to say which one he had. Yeah. And then I picked it, turned it over, and then there's still that's still more, that's still more time than the time that you just did it. In. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's... Also, that'd be a absolutely terrible <laughs> magic trick as well. <laughs> yeah, so like, let's let's say like we're in the same room, and I, I made you pick. Like I, I fanned out the cards, and I made you pick the four of hearts, right? Yeah, because that's what the one I wanted you to pick. You're right. Then I probably just wouldn't have it turned around in the deck. You're right. I probably have it like tat- tattooed on my arse or something like that. Yeah, right, yeah. As the, on a as the big double deck. Reveal. That's, what, that's what. Yeah, that's, what, that's all. Devin or oh, David Blaine used to do. He, he'd kind of. Once he, once you had your card, it'd be like he'd pretend to get it wrong a couple of times. It's like yeah, your card. Yeah. Oh. So just, just look in that, just look in that IKEA window, <laughs> and then it'd be somebody just what, and it'd be like four. Yeah, yeah. But, so, but sometimes it's a genuine choice, right? So sometimes, like you can you can pick any card, and then the trick is is different. So it's it's yeah. So just just because some tricks might be like that, uh, and then it sounds presentation. Other tricks, there's just genuine things in place and, and all, all magic kind of relies on those little nuances as yeah. to hey was I was I allowed to pick the card myself Did I, was it definitely a free choice was I allowed to put it back in and was I allowed to shuffle the deck and was I allowed to handle it at that point or at what yeah. point did the magician then say I'll place it back in myself or and all those little bits and yeah. all those little bits matter as to how amazing that trick is if anyone hasn't seen it, they 100% should, should watch it, is Alan falling Penn and Teller. When, as you were saying that, I was just thinking, like, at what point do you know, like, what card is the one that you need to get? You know, I don't want to... How do I say it without, like, like, giving any of it away? What I'm trying to say is, at what point do you know that you need to get that card in that position? I know I need to get that card in position before the trick starts. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, like, I, I know what's coming. But, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I... Yeah, it's kind of hard to say without giving it away, but but yeah. there's a there's a nuance in that which is the card is signed, and that makes it more impressive. So, for instance, the host is uh, signed by Penn and Teller as well. They're pretty famous, man. That's that is impressive to have just to have that. <laughs> no, that's uh, uh, um, Alison Hannigan signed it, who was uh, Willow in Buffy, and she was also the one that said uh, there was one time in Band Camp in American Pie. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, was it? Yeah, she was. Oh, was that was her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was thinking, I was thinking that the whole time when she was <laughs> trying to. Be, I was, uh, uh, yeah. Do you have anything? Um, has, has magic helped you in your 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 day to day? 
so for example, so I um so during COVID, I, I had a day job for a bit where I had to do um I had to do, do people's CVs basically, and having done stand up was actually really really helpful. Weirdly, because you learn to what to open with, what to what to reveal, and what at what time. Does magic help you in your your day to day? Life, yeah, kind of. Like I, I don't do tricks that much anymore now. But, but being a, like you said before, it's good to have like a couple of tricks just like in your in your locker, right? Yeah. And so, so nowadays, like, like when you're an amateur magician, I think you you want to show people tricks all the time. And then when you do it for a living, like you do it, it's a bit naff in it, just to kind of go go into the post office or something and yeah. go, oh, oh, you want twenty pound of me? Okay, check this out, and then and then start going. Oh, will you take this blank bit of paper instead? No, you won't. Well, check this out, and then turn it into a twenty pound note. Right. So that's that's a bit now. But but every now and again, let's say I'm on holiday or something like that, and the waiters are just kind of kicking around and and the board or whatever, just to be able to show the old magic trick. Uh, you do get some extra good service. Yeah, because like, all of a sudden they they they, they think you're. You know, could you shoplift Alan if you wanted to? <laughs> like, could you use your powers for evil if you wanted to? Like, right? I have. I, I mean, right? Okay. Well, I've gen- I've genuinely done that, uh, and <laughs> and not as long ago as you might think. <laughs> um, uh, but let's just say, if anybody um, gets on to me, this is a joke. <laughs> it just didn't uh, scan because what I'm saying, like, if you if you can distract, but, some, if you can but distract, gen- but genuinely, somebody, yeah. Saw some pickpockets at work once. On a, it was on the aeroplane actually, and it's all about um, it's all about distraction. So they kind of work they didn't sit together, and they were stealing um, um, aftershave off the, the trolley. So one was pressing the call button, distracting this such and such. Another one else was doing something else, but it's actually the third person that was taking off the the trolley. If you've got if you've got a bit of knowledge, there's quite a lot of psychology to ripping people off. Yeah, I mean, I suppose it's quite an expensive scam if you need four, if you need to book four <laughs> flights. Yeah, it's still about eight hundred quid down there at the end of that. Isn't <laughs> to get a bit of Sean Paul Goose. Yeah. Uh, like. Growing up, who was your cult hero? Yeah, so the, that yeah, it's a good question actually. Like, like, because as a magician, you kind of go, oh, I wonder if it was like, like some like amazing person you'd never heard of. And I, I'm always slightly embarrassed by this because I always think as a comedian, when you get asked this question, you go, oh yeah, it was like Bill Hicks or Richard Pryor or whatever. And mine is Paul Daniels. <laughs> so my mine was. Mine was you know Paul Daniels and and Debbie McGee because uh, just because they they were the only people on TV that did magic at that time. Yeah. So when when I was get when I was getting into magic, there was there was only three channels. Uh, there was nobody else to watch. There was no other styles for me to see. You, you'd see David Copperfield have a special out like a Easter or Christmas. They might show like a one hour special where he would make like the Statue of Liberty disappear or walk through the Wall of China, um, something like that. But Paul Daniels was on every week, so that was like the only way to watch magic. So yeah, it was, and and I think that's why people my age have kind of a lot of us who watch that, especially in England, are, are comedy magicians. Interesting, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I always um, you kind of copy off that. Well, it's like um, it's funny, like um, when I was a when I was a kid playing football, everybody wanted to be Beckham, everybody wanted to be number seven, and to take corners and free kicks. Now, if you go and see the, the kids play, they all want to be dribblers. Want to be like Messi or Neymar, and it is just your generation. And like my, if people ask me my comedy here, I'd say Peter Kay, which is just mainstream, big. They often, especially in you say magic, they are the best. You know, so when you ask people what their favorite yeah. film is, and they say something mental you never heard of, like what are you. Just say Titanic, mate. What are you on about? <laughs> some, some Japanese, like what you know? It's not though, is it? It's just it's just say Jurassic Park. Do you know what I mean? But um, no, it's great, man. Yeah, people have this thing in comedy, don't they? Where they say like, oh, like about McIntyre or Peter Kay, and you go, no, they're both brilliant. Yeah, of course yeah, they're yeah. brilliant. It's really they're hard what the they're best. doing. It's yeah, so they're hard. the best at what they do. Yeah, <laughs> like the, like people have this thing with McIntyre going, oh yeah, he's just you know he's just doing a bit of like you know observational comedy something. Okay. All right, you doing it then? You yeah, do it yeah. That good. so hard, like, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. As if appealing uh, to millions the... of people is e- is easy, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, 
the, the, there was a moment where... So another thing that happened at the Magic Circle was uh, Debbie McGee was uh, comparing the show, right? And so this is like... So Paul, Paul Daniels died back in 2016, and this was like a few years ago. And so Debbie McGee was there on her own comparing the Magic Show... And then she brought me on stage, and I'd said to her beforehand, oh, I need, a, I need an assistant, I need somebody to do this thing. And she said, well, I'll do it, why don't we do it together? That'd be great. I went, okay, great. So I went on stage, and went, hey, everyone, uh, welcome, you know, welcome, thanks for, thanks for having me. Uh, hey, look, I need, I need somebody to come and do this. And then I realised, just at that point, what I was about to say, and I went, so, uh, please welcome my assistant, the lovely Debbie McGee. Right? And just for that one moment, like this kid had been watching Paul Daniels since he was five and in, and going, hey, look at my assistant. It's the Debbie McGee. I, I got to do that. Yeah. Like that was a, yeah, that surreal, was a sort of wild, that was a wild moment. Fucking hell, Connor. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. What an episode. What a man. Abracadabra, gonna reach out and grab you. And by yeah, I mean the iTunes chart because I tell you what, if we're not if we're not top of the charts after that, um, good guy, wasn't he? Good guy, Alan. Do you know what? I, I I've known Alan for a good couple of years, and um, he he is really just a brilliant person. that's always given so much of his time to me, and I'm so glad that we've managed to get him. Get him down on this podcast. And, yeah, and you know what I like about it. We we proper were asking some pretty <laughs> basic questions there, and he just he didn't make us feel like idiots, no. did he? He kind no. of it wouldn't. Yeah, I thought he was brilliant, and you should check yeah. out his stuff. He's got um, he's got some big tricks he's done on on Penn and Teller. That's on YouTube. And yeah, try and see him live. He's doing it. He did. I know he did a live show in Edinburgh. Yeah, but he's a he's a proper 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 um, comedian and magician. Yeah, he's he's really great, and um. Yeah, the live show he was doing in Edinburgh was with his wife, Kat. Yeah. And uh, I think they, you know, they might be doing a few more of those in the new year. Yeah, so uh, go, get along and see those guys. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, we're going to get the tea towel on sale soon, aren't we? That's going to be available to, yeah. to buy. I just need to find... A, if you work at a tea towel printer's, well, so we're, get in touch. Yeah, so when I've said it's nearly available, we're not even... <laughs> we've not had one produced. Not, not yet. We've got a sample. I've got a sample... And they just sent me a tea towel. And I was like, I know what a tea towel is like. I want this specific yeah. thing on it. Yeah, wow. Um, so yeah, but that, that's coming soon. So keep your, keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. Tune in next week. With a, we'll be here with another great guest, won't we? Indeed. Respect. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your week.